When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies that we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we're going to say a lot of weird and possibly dirty things, and maybe your kids don't need to hear that. The soundtrack for this series features Keijin Church. Find them at keijinchurch.bandcamp.com or wherever you get music online. Roleplay Retcons Rookie Camp Episode 0 Roleplay Retcon. If you are not familiar with us, we are a podcast that remakes the movies that let you down and we reimagine them as tabletop RPGs and storytelling games. And we're so excited to have you all here. This is the zeroth episode, so if you're starting here, this is a good place to start. I'm Gen C, I'm one of the core members, and I'm the director for this series. Also for our core members, we have Ben and Alex. Ben and Alex, will you introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, I'm Alex. Hey, Ben and Alex. <laughs> Thank you for introducing yourselves. <laughs> our guest star for this series is Remick! Hello! Yay. <laughs> yes. Yay. Uh, I'm Remick, I'm rem of the realm on most social media and i'm happy to be here hello (laughs) we are thrilled to have you (laughs) thank you so much for joining us on this series remick will you tell us a little bit about yourself and like your projects and stuff yeah totally sorry i jumped the gun i think but (laughs) i'm uh, (laughs) I am you can find me on twitter at rem of the realm i do dabble in tabletop you know, game writing and creation. So you can check me out. I have links to my itch.io. And I do a lot of streaming actual play content with Tales from the Forgotten Troop. So you can find us on Twitter as well at Forgotten Troop or on Twitch at The Forgotten Troop. And we play a lot of weird and wacky games. So come check us out. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I did, uh, I checked you guys out on the YouTube to look at some of your past ones. Are you still doing the the vampire one? Yeah, we're playing a game called Sad Vampire Boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, wow. And it's basically become some some sort of um, queer polyamorous dating sim, uh, which is excellent. (laughs) Well, that sounds amazing. (laughs) That does sound great. Yeah. So if that's what you're into, then definitely join us. That doesn't seem like something Jensen would be into, no. I am I'm exactly into that sort of thing, Ben. You know I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is that is exactly something I'm into. Who isn't, though? Ben's not. <laughs> ben what? actually may or may not be. <laughs> Just kidding. He that's totally is, I'm too. sure. Why, why are you involving me in, like... <laughs> why, why? Why are you like, I'll speak for Ben on this topic? <laughs> because, <laughs> because you threw fun. me under the bus first. Remember that? When you were like, that's not something Jensie's into? <laughs> you could have confirmed or denied that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I did. I did. I, I, did, I denied it. <laughs> but you were I did, there. I did, I did do that thing, though, didn't I? <laughs> Remick, thank you so much for introducing yourself. It is a pleasure to know you and to have you on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Agreed. <laughs> we also have a musical guest for each series, and this series soundtrack features Keijin Church. They're a very mysterious Italian musician 
and I'm really excited. I think it may, in fact, be a computer. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right, Ben. Yes, of course. I think they might be an actual computer in a room somewhere. Or a cloud. Or, or a cloud computer. Yeah, it could be cloud-based. Yeah. Up, up in the clouds. It could be cloud-based. Is this what yes-anding is? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty yes, sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> King and Church. Very mysterious, possibly a computer, possibly in the cloud. Possibly Italian. Possibly <laughs> Italian, po- but possibly not. I'm not actually sure. But <laughs> their music is great. And now, Alex, to answer your question, I'm going to introduce the series that we're doing this time. I'm Tell really me, excited. We're going to do Phantom of the Opera. Feel free to react in any way. I, I mean, oh. <laughs> I am a phantom. Look at me. The phantom. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually tempering my reactions because otherwise <laughs> I'll be ridiculous. But Jensi, don't yes. people love the Phantom of the Opera? Isn't it like a good thing? That's a great question, Alex. And to answer that question, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's real complicated. Some people love it and some people don't like it, but the movie has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think I think that's a pretty okay. clear indication. <laughs> I got to push back on this just a little bit. That's brutal. Not push back. Yeah, okay. the musical, the Joel Schumacher musical was very poorly received. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, yes. But as a whole, people love Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And personally, I thought that the... It, was it Joel Schumacher? <laughs> Is he the one who it did was. it? was. <laughs> Is that the one with Gerard Butler? Yep. Yep. Mm, uh, yep. Uh. I actually, I actually liked it. <laughs> sure. Which is which is a running theme here. We we like to do the movies that we liked, but other people didn't like. That is true. Yeah, so fair. But yeah, I actually liked Phantom of the Opera, and a lot of people like the musical. But um, the real reason that I am wanting to do this is because I recently read uh, the book for the first time. I was on a a classic literature kick, and it's Ben's favorite book, and he recommended it to me. And whoa, it's now my favorite book, too. It's amazing. Ooh, wow. It's so good, you guys. Listen, the book is so good. It's so amazing. And like, if you... Like, the the musical is good, right? Of course it is. But like, it is not a tenth as baller as that book is. Lord have mercy. If you, if if the only experience with Phantom the Opera that you have is the musical, then I have got some good news for you. If you liked it, there is something even better out there, and it's called the book. And today, we are going to to take the spirit of the book, I hope, and and make it into a a tabletop RPG. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there was also a 1925 Lon Chaney movie that was kind of mixed in its day, and I, like, mixed reviews in its day, but I think it's, like, considered good now but i mean that was a hundred years ago yeah, right? did you say a 1928 dick cheney movie lon cheney <laughs> i actually may have said dick cheney though i wonder if i did lon roll, cheney. Back the, lon, roll back the footage lon cheney dick cheney was alive then but it was lon <laughs> yeah cheney. and he was uh dracula at the yeah. time mm, yeah. dick just, cheney was dracula not in the movies he was just dracula <laughs> He was just a vampire and not a cool kind. I just got whiplash when you said it was a hundred years ago. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's an exaggeration. No, it's not. No, no, Uh, 1925. It's nearly there. I'm sorry I interrupted. We're getting to be that age, I think. (laughs) We're getting to be a hundred. God damn it. Don't don't be talking about that. I'm not talking about anything. But what I am talking about is we're doing Phantom of the Opera and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Hopefully we do a better job than the movie musical. Pianos. Piano. Operas. Organs. Organ music. Okay, maybe we need to clarify that we we are not doing a musical here, right? We're not. We have music. We have a soundtrack, certainly. And someone may sing a few bars. We'll see. We're doing Phantom of the Opera. So let's talk about the characters that everyone is playing. First of all, let's start with you, Ben. Tell us about your character. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know how much I should tell. Oh, that's a good point. That's a real good I, point. My, I will say my character is extremely mysterious. Yes. <sighs> and I think that is what we want to know about your character. Yeah. I don't even really have a name. Are you Remy LeFleu? Um Are you the dog whisperer? <laughs> I will say one thing. I would say it's I am uh I am just a person that no one knows his name, but he is a man in a white suit. He's tall and he wears a fuzzy cap, and he is at every performance of the opera. 
And he's not in the movie, so if you've only seen the movie or the stage version, right. you don't even know who this character is. He's that mysterious. Ooh. I think he's in the Lon, the Lon Chaney movie, but they, like, change him a lot. Mm. So he has never been represented well yeah. in film. We're doing it this time. So he's not the Phantom. He's not the Phantom. And honestly, I get why they cut him out of the, the musical, but I still was sad. Yeah. So you're kind of like the Tom Bombadil of the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes. No, Tom. No, no. Unfortunately, Tom what? Bombadil is uh, unnecessary to the plot of Lord of the Rings. What a thing okay. to say, Ben. What a thing to say. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a cool character that that they somebody could... hates Rude. Tom Bombadil. You the heard whole it here, plot right? hinges on Tom Bombadillo. <laughs> it is. It is obvious. Okay. To be fair, I've only read The Hobbit in most of that book that he's in. So, and I remember the whole time we're like, this guy's cool, but they really could have just skipped this. <laughs> And they yeah, did I, in the had, movie. I had the exact opposite feeling. I was like, man, this is my favorite character. And then when he wasn't in the movie, I was like, why did they do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's great. He contributes nothing to the story. I'm sorry. We do not need to be talking about this. I did not no. mean to. Guess what? It sucks that. I agree. It sucks that Tom Bombadil wasn't in the movie. Let's move on. <laughs> well, well, Ben is not the Tom Bombadil then, I guess. He's. Oh, what a letdown. <laughs> He's integral to the to this film. But he's cool. He's going to be a cool character, but you don't know anything about him. No one does. He's yeah. mysterious. Now, I think when we get to the actual creation part, I will be able yeah. to contribute a little more when we're checking boxes and stuff. Yeah. But for now, you don't know who I am. Yeah. You can't see him. He's a mystery. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to Rimmick. <laughs> Rimmick, will you tell us about your character, please? Yes. So I'm playing Christine Daae. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> what what more to say no yeah, yeah. christine who is uh, a singer a soprano at the opera whose father was a violinist but who has passed away and of course who is quite close friends with raul and uh, yeah i i'm most familiar with the movie and then of course the stage the musical adaptation so i'm very intrigued uh, as to where we're going with the books the book facts well, she's she is actually it's pretty much the same character. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 sure. stage and movie version and the the book version. It, it's it's pretty much the same character. We got Christine Daae. She's great. She's she's young <laughs> and and precious and naive and she's an orphan who lives and works at the at the opera house. Yeah. Perfect. And, and then we have <laughs> Alex. Now, before before Alex tells us about his character, I have to tell you all something about Alex. Alex, I'm a Pisces. He is a Pisces. I enjoy Dr. Pepper and Star Wars. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. These are all and good facts about Alex. <laughs> I have never listened or read or seen anything Phantom of the Opera related. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm once again paying for my hubris of keeping Ben and Jensi in the dark about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. And they keep picking things that I have no clue about and they won't let me watch them beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, you figured mm-hmm. out that that works. It's your own fault. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm paying for my hubris. Yo, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard. That's right. It worked Hosting with Dungeons and Dragons, and it's going to work with this with one. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, but I, God, I was so <laughs> close to it, Alex. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really didn't want Alex to have any knowledge of this because, first of all, his character doesn't know anything weird about anything that may or may not be happening. Yeah. And if, mm-hmm. if the character doesn't know, I think it would be fun for the actor to not know as well. But also... <laughs> I hate I hate his character. Alex, tell us the name. Do you, do you know how to pronounce his name? Jensi. Uh, Let me try. It's it's ah. uh, Raul de Cagney. Oh, that's very <laughs> okay. Well, he didn't. He didn't. So. See, okay. then it was. I wasn't trying to be patronizing. There's nothing. <laughs> you just, it's just, you just it's knew. Difficult. You just knew the true facts. <laughs> yeah, I know it, Raul. I'm actually Raul. not sure how to say his last name. Is it's, it Chagney? It's Shawnee. Shawnee. That was pretty close, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Raul de Chagny. I'm gonna call it Cagney though. <laughs> Raul that's, Cagney. That's funny. <laughs> it's <is> funny. <laughs> Raul Julia. Um. Yeah. So Alex, can is I play Raul, Raul Julia? <laughs> <laughs> can I do that instead? I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> I mean, like, you can do whatever you want, but that's not. Heck yeah. But also, no, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch the Adams Family right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I hate Raul. I, gosh, I didn't, I didn't care much for him in the, in the movie version. I thought he was okay. 
he could have been better. But the book version of Raul, I'm like, who? Oh, oh, what? Why is he the worst <laughs> character in the world? Ooh. <laughs> He's so bad. And I hate him, and I don't want Alex to be anything like him. And Alex is not anything like him, but I don't want his character to be anything like him. So I'm just not letting Alex have any information about his character, except that... Any say in the matter. Well, you have you have all of the say in the matter of your character. You right, just don't I'm have any... i play him exactly like you don't like... <laughs> I'm gonna be a crotchety old fish salesman. Yeah, that's not the character. Great, great. <laughs> Anybody want some fish in this here opera house? Here's a fish for you. That's Good start. How... There's, there's my voice. There's, for there's old no, no, no. You cannot. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm so glad that you're the one that gets to do the cheesy French accent this time. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Oh, I guess this might be a problem. Whoa. <laughs> Apparently it's not. Oh. 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 My name is Raoul de Cagney. <laughs> God. I am in my lower twenties and possibly my upper teens. <laughs> I am a viscount and my older brother is a count. When I was a kid, I spent a summer in northern France. Are you reading something? Hey, where stop I met reading yes. Christine Day. Is this a monologue? <laughs> We became BFFs. We played and talked for hours and hours every month. Every day, every month. And we bonded on a deep level. My papa was a violinist. No, 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 not yours. Hers. Oh, her father was a violinist. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get Jitsu asthma attack. That's how we know each other, because both of our fathers were violinists. They were violinists. The viol- <laughs> violinists. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll stop there. Oh, that was good. That was so good, Alex. But, um, yes. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> oh, so now we know all of the characters that we're playing. Um, and let's move on. <laughs> okay. Just cut all that. No. No, I I can't. That is that's gold. It's pure gold. Staying in. This is just gonna have to be a really long rookie camp. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Yeah, these things happen. Now we are going to start the game. What game are we playing? Great question, Jensi. Uh, the game that we're playing is called. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. <laughs> None of us are drunk. How are we like this? I don't know. Um, the, the game, the, the, listen though, listen, the game that we're playing is called Kids on Bikes. I'm really excited to play this game. It is by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. It's a role-playing game about small towns and big adventures. Yeah, so this isn't something that maybe you would normally think that we would do for Phantom of the Opera, but I think it's a great idea because the whole premise is is that it's like weird stuff's going on in a small town and there's normal people who are experiencing it. And if you take small town and you replace it with big old opera house that everyone just like lives and works inside... It's kind of the same thing, right? Isn't a small town just a big old opera house when you really think about it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I've heard that, I think. Yeah. And there, you know, we don't need bikes or anything or, or necessarily kids. It's metaphorics. This is all metaphorical. Jensi, can I ask you a question? Did you just say metaphorics? Please don't <laughs> say that. I did. But yes. Uh, what's your question, Alex? Since I have no idea of knowing this, uh-huh. um, how many bicycles are in Phantom of the Opera? Oh, my God. Uh, there are exactly zero. Well, it sounds like we need to pick another game. The bikes are a metaphor. There are a lot of metaphorical bikes in Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Yeah. How many kids are there? Yeah, how many kids are in there? (laughs) The kids are also a metaphor for the children inside of us. And... No, I'm I'm messing with you. I think this is awesome that we're going to, like, hack kids on bikes. I fucking love it. Yeah, we're going to hack... We're gonna hack the the fuck out of this book. And I'm excited. Do we do we have to hack it real bad though? We like, don't even yeah, really have to hack it that bad. Yeah, it's gonna be a different like setting than they intend. But like from what I've read, it looks like it's like really flexible, which is I love. It is. Sorry, I don't mean it's steal your thunder there, Jensi. It is. It's okay. <laughs> you can borrow some thunder a little bit if you want. This was Ben's suggestion. He is the one who got this this for us to use, and I'm using it because I think it's a good idea. They actually just uh, they just crowdfunded a second edition. Oh, nice. That they're working mm-hmm. on. 
Nice. Uh, the kids and the bikes are metaphors. We won't actually have those. But for the rest of it, we won't have to hack it an awful lot um, because the small town is just like a big old opera house. And weird stuff's going to happen, maybe. Maybe Alex's character doesn't know about that, but it might it might happen. So um, the first thing that we have to do... Oh, so uh, this this is a really like story-based, driven thing, and it's it's real collaborative. So even though I'm the GM, we're going to be... We're going to be working together on this um, to make something really cool. So let's go ahead and get into some world building. Um, So the first thing we need to do is set some boundaries and set a tone. So the tone that I am thinking for this, if everyone's okay with it, is... (laughs) Yes, how did you know? (laughs) I know these things. I'm French. You're so good at this. And musically inclined. Was that the B-sharp, Ben? I thought it was D-sharp. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I did know. the wrong note. <laughs> no, it was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. Um, so the tone for this is going to be a farcical dark horror Ooh. story. Mm. Farcicle. Farcicle. <laughs> Harpsicle? Farcicle. Harpsichord. Harpsichord. I was about to say that. Nice. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, that's definitely the thing people don't get about that book is that it's. Well, yeah, Ben, everyone loves harpsichords. It's actually pretty funny. Listen, the book is hilarious, y'all. It is the funniest thing I've ever read. I was dying laughing. Like, I couldn't read it at work. I did anyway, but I could not stop from laughing at how hilarious <laughs> it is. But also, there are some parts in it that were so scary. Ooh. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, my heart was racing. I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to read this book. And I'm excited. It's so good. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And it doesn't, it's also just to sort of plug the book, it doesn't have a lot of, it's not like Shakespearean. It's not like hard to read. Oh, it's so easy. It's pretty smooth. So it doesn't have like old old speak in it too bad. <laughs> Who wrote it? Did, did we ever say that it was Gaston Leroux? Gaston Leroux. I think you said it mm-hmm. though. Oh, yeah. I always meant to read it. So this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a comedy horror. Hell yeah. Okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. Nice. <laughs> All right. So now that everyone is on board with that, we got to set some boundaries on the horror aspect. So we have got uh, some general boundaries that we as a podcast um have but also some specific players have requested um so just going to go ahead and put these out there we are not going to have any we are going to avoid all topics of sexual assault homophobia queerphobia yep. sexism yep. objectification and things like that we usually avoid those topics anyway but we're especially going yeah. to avoid them this time yeah but uh we should set some other boundaries too if anyone has any one boundary that i have i don't want anything to do with larva oh we're not gonna we're not gonna make a note of that i've got a note of it but yeah if we make a note of that no larva are there any other off-limit things that that you guys want to veto no like the ones you said were the ones that was and like i think it's worth those those are worth mentioning especially since like this story is a little kidnappy and so (laughs) like it can get into a realm where people could be worried that was going to happen and it's Mm -hmm. not going to Mm -hmm. happen yeah, mm, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, same for me. Those those sound good. actually. I, I can't. I can't. I can't really say that. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not. We're just not. Oh no! Not. I mean, I don't know that it's going to get kidnappy. Oh yeah. Any any oh. other boundaries anyone wants to make? I'm only scared of two things, and I don't think either of them are going to come up in this. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, that sounds good. How's that for some mystery, Chinsy? That's good mystery. <laughs> that was good mystery. I liked that. Um, cool. So now let's collaboratively build our world. I have already made some decisions based on the source material for this. So this is going to take place pretty exclusively in an opera house. If it needs to take place off-site, that could be okay at some points, but pretty exclusively it's going to be set in a big old opera house. It's called the Opera something. Hold on just a second. <laughs> the Grange. Garnier? <laughs> Garnier. I think it's Garnier. I think it is Garnier. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, that's what it it's called. Par- opera Garnier. Just- that's like the real okay. opera. <laughs> I honestly, up until this moment, just thought it was the Paris Opera House. <laughs> I think Opera Garnier sounds funny, and I want to keep it because it makes That's me think of hair man. care. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. 
executive sponsorship deal for hair care and opera houses. <laughs> yes, give us the money, Opera Garnier. All right, <laughs> Opera Garnier. And um, one thing that I was thinking about, and, and I would love some collaboration on this as well, um, been suggested uh, maybe modernizing it a little bit more. And Remick also uh, questioned if we were going to modernize it a little more. I think it might be a good idea to set this in 1992. What? What? I did not know any of this was actually going to happen. I mean, I know I kind of half suggested it a million years ago. Yeah. But like, this makes me excited. Well, my reasoning for this is, I don't know, I think it'd be fun to to modernize it. But also like kids on bikes and the story of Phantom of the Opera, it's got to happen before like smartphones and and, and stuff. Mm. And that's before smartphones enough to to be in the past enough, but still modern and relevant enough that where a lot of us remember that. I don't. I was only one years old. One year I was going to say, you were one years old, Jensi. I was six. Nice, nice. Well, that works, too, because, like, I'm sorry if you're about to say this, but the novel is written, it was written in, like, the early 1900s, and it's about the late 1800s. Like, so it yes. was written about a time that was, like, 30 or 40 years ago. Yes, it was It was written, yes, the, the setting of the novel is 30 years before the novel was released. And like, well, so the novel is like, it's like present day and it's in the future, but we're going to talk about 30 years ago when everyone was young and hot. And that's what we're going to do too. <laughs> that's perfect. So. I remember that part in the beginning when they said everyone was young and hot in the yep. 1980s. <laughs> and then they blew the smoke away and and the lights came on and everyone was young and hot and it just happened. So mm-hmm. I want to I hold on to that. We all had our Trapper Keepers and our Anne Frank stickers. Well... <laughs> And our slap little, bracelets, little symbol banking banging monkeys, <laughs> yep. our parachute pants, moon shoes. We all we all had we all had these things. <laughs> are are we doing? Are we still doing like the opera, or is it fully like Britney Spears pop sensation? <laughs> oh, wow, that is a that would be oh. You know, I, I'm not against that. I'm open to it. I was thinking That's we're still going to keep the opera, but. Yeah, we, we totally can. I just, that was the image that popped into my head. Like, Brittany is Christine dying. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. But I, I think uh, upper society. We do, we, do cast, we do casting at the end. So Yeah, we do <laughs> casting at the end. So if you want to. <laughs> although although Raul should be played by uh, Raul Juliet. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. I don't think he was a thing back then. I don't know if he was even alive back then. I don't think he was. Probably wasn't. We're going to have to do a time travel situation. (laughs) His name is, I was thinking, sorry, the person I was thinking of was Keanu Reeves. Because he's always always good in movies where he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, but the movie is released this year. So no. the movie is, it's just going to be, it's going to be just be like the novel where the novel was talking about 30 years ago, but it was released at the yeah. time yeah. In, yeah. in modern day. So, so this is a modern day movie set and released in 2022 and it's about the nineties. <laughs> the nineties are going right. to be in it. The dream of the nineties is alive in Paris. Now <laughs> we're going to be in the opera de Garnier. Mm-hmm. Will this be in France? It will. It'll be Paris, France. Paris, France, Paris. Yeah, Belle yeah. Paris. But we're not going to see Paris. We're, this is this is. It is going to be in Paris, France, and you're all French. Je m'appelle Congratulations. Claude. Well, maybe not all of you. Some of you may or may not be French. I may or may not be French, but I'm some of you not. are. I'm, two of you are. I'm probably not French. Okay, thank I'll you. Tell you that much. Okay, De Cagney. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have even said that. Oh, oh the Cagney over there is. is oh yeah, I'm French. a Cagney. How you doing? Cagney. Oh my goodness. Gracious. I'm French Canadian, don't you know? Oh my gosh. Um, it's in the Opera House. Um, the Opera House has been going uh, through some stuff. It it is changing management. The old managers are leaving, but it's not because the Opera House is going under or anything. They just want to go retire. So we are we're getting some new managers in. But the Opera House is quite po- prosperous. People like coming to the Opera House. It's fun. I'll say. Now, one of the things that the that the old kids on bikes rule book asks us to do is talk about some rumors. I think we should go ahead and and talk about some rumors. So there's some rumors going around inside the opera house, and I want each of you to tell me about a rumor that you have heard. I heard this the Cackney guy is real cute. Oh, I, you know what? I heard that too, and that's a that's a good rumor. So yeah, we're gonna put that in here. The the Vicomte. 
the Shawnee, the Cagney is real cute. <laughs> I think it's a Viscount, by the way. I? Are you sure? Why would yeah. you say this? I'm pretty in, sure. In the French accent, do you think it's Viscount? I thought it was Vicount. I think. Uh, okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I think in French. That's the rumor, that's the rumor I've heard is yeah, that it's pronounced Viscount. <laughs> I think it's like I think it's Viscount, like discount. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. The discount Vicount. Hey y'all, I'm Viscount Real Cagney, and I'm here to learn the Apri House and uh, sing the high chords. <laughs> That's okay. Be One the, rumor we have is that Raul clip. is cute. Next rumor. Oh shit! Is that really his rumor? Okay. Uh, yes. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. It is a good one. Can I? Can mine be that I, that there's a, a rumors of a of a ghost of an a, like an actual ghost? Yeah, that's like that like haunts the uh, opera de Garnier, and um, yes, yeah, he's there's like a ghost in the invo- opera house. That's a rumor, yeah, and yeah, these that's rumors good, that's good may not turn out to have any truth to them. These are just rumors. You know how rumors go. Raul might not even be cute. We don't know. Can I change my rumor? Yeah. All right. My rumor now is that this ghost of the opera house is always like before he shows up, he's preceded by a strong smell of cottage cheese. <laughs> you, I don't think you understand how like in the spirit of the book that is though. <laughs> Okay, there is a there is a rumor that there is a ghost of the opera house, and there is another rumor that the ghost (laughs) smells like cottage cheese. God damn. Okay, yes. (laughs) Love it. That's canon. All right. Rimic, do you have any rumors for me? Yeah. I Are they cottage cheese based? (laughs) Yes, always cottage cheese based. Um, I was thinking something like a rumor that someone that there were funds missing from like, I don't know, the opera house coffers or something unaccounted for money has gone missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good and rumor. afterwards, the room smelled of cottage cheese. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Money has gone missing. Cottage cheese smell. It goes everywhere. The cottage cheese is just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a cottage industry is this? <laughs> it's cottage core. Cottage core? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I bet French thing. people don't even like cottage cheese. I bet they're like, this is an abomination. Yeah. It is an abomination. I think, I think most people do hate it, and I'm having trouble wrapping my head around what I, how I'm supposed to feel about this because I love cottage cheese. It is one of my favorite things in the world. Do you like the so, smell of it? It's a bold I opinion. Get, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, Jensi. I love everything about cottage cheese. This <laughs> it is, is not a joke. Ghost. Also, I know that I'm aware that it sounds like a joke, but it's not. I freaking love cottage cheese, and I have since I was a baby. Like. <laughs> Then yeah. you're gonna love this game, Ben. We're just gonna be talking about cottage cheese got, all the time. Now. Oh, there's lots of okay, but I'm supposed to think it's gross, right? Like everyone does. No, you can. No, no, no. I mean to, to get into the spirit of the fiction here. No, your character can like the smell of cottage cheese. Okay, that's a character choice. You get you can one make. pass. And that's it, though. Imagination. Make, make it. <laughs> Make it count. All right. Awesome. Let's look at your characters then. So um, let's talk about character creation. So the way the character creation works on this game of kids on bikes is um, they've got some tropes available for us to choose from. Um, and tropes are just like movie tropes that you see in, in movies and, and TV shows and such. They're just like stock character tropes so let's look at those all of this art is just really cool <laughs> yeah right? it's a great book love that here are our tropes which one of these character sheets should i be looking at man what if we i'm sorry it may be way too late <laughs> to suggest this and just cut it but like what if we were at like a music school i think there is a music school in the opera i think that's okay. a thing yeah <laughs> That Should I right. be looking at an adult character sheet, a teen character sheet, Great or universal? question. So, yeah, <laughs> we need to talk about that. How adult do you feel like you're – this is a question I'm asking you and you don't know your character. Do you want to be mm-hmm. upper teens or lower 20s, Alex? Oh, boy, I'd feel more comfortable with lower 20s, I suppose. Then, then let's do adult. Okay. Remick, is, is your character upper teens or lower 20s? I – Hmm. Because I, Christine being sort of like the young ingenue, I don't know if it makes more sense to do the upper teens. 
Yeah, I think that's good. So maybe you can be like 19 and then Raul can be like 21. Yeah, yeah. That's just a little baby two-year age gap. And <laughs> yeah. No cool. problem. Okay. Sounds good. Remick, you can choose teen or adult for yours. So the difference in teens and adults is teens and adults get different bonuses to the roles. And we haven't even talked about these roles yet, but they get different ones. Um, so that's your choice to make, Remick. But the other two, you're going to be adults. Yeah. And is it the teen version two or the other file? Or is that what you just said? <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, you're going to be the, the teen version that has flight and brawn if you decide to do teen. Perfect. Let me just take a look. Unless you feel like Christine is a fighter. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. Feels like no. Yeah. Although she's brawny though, so that's cool. Well, she's you know she's a trained dancer. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Okay, so um, has everyone looked at the tropes? Yeah. And we can we can change these around. We don't have to stick to these. We can create new characters if you want, or we can change the existing characters. Nothing is set in stone. Um, but which one are you looking at, Ben? Um, I might go with stoic professional, but like. I'm kind of between reclusivist, eccentric, and stoic professional. Mm. What do you not like about that? No, I didn't like. I didn't mean anything like that. I think those are both good choices. I was just that was a questioning. Hmm. So let's see. Reclusive, eccentric is good at flight, brains, grit, and stoic professional is good at grit, brains, charm. What do you think? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Ben. This is your character. Well, I already told you what I think. <laughs> I don't have any more information to give you. I would uh, I would recommend reclusive eccentric because I think that that's like the defining characteristic of your character is that is that he's reclusive and not a lot of people know anything about him. But when they do know stuff about him, they feel like he's eccentric. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, the only problem is I, I feel like his like dice array is not quite what I would do with it. But I like the questions part of it and the strengths and flaws. Okay, great. Then uh, we can we can move some of those around if you want. Okay, move them around. Great. No problem. Okay, cool. So you're going with the exclusive eccentric. You're going to move some of your dice rolls around. No problem. Uh, what are you thinking for yours, Remick? Mm, I don't know. Let me, I mean, hmm. I was looking at the wannabe down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But let me just scroll through one more time. I think you're totally a wannabe. Yeah, I, li- I like that. I think that's good. I like Jessie. that. Yeah, no, I didn't mean her. I meant her character. No, I got you. It's so good. Because, like, the thing about Christine is when she first starts at the Opera House School, they're all like, man, you don't have a good voice. But yeah. she, like, she really wants to be cool and to have a good voice and stuff. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, I like that. Because I think the ones I was looking at were that one or, like, the popular kid. But mm. I think that's a better, the wannabe is, works better in terms of her sort of directionality. Mm. Alex, are any of these speaking to you? So, one, I mean, I don't know. Because I don't know anything about my character. <laughs> but, like... I might change mine to teen because I kind of like popular kid. Yeah, I think popular kid is very, very good for you. Like the very limited things that I know about uh, about my character. It sounds like popular kid might be might be the shebang. You're 100% a popular kid. You're rich nice. and and famous and have a high power and, and attractive and everyone loves you. <laughs> Just like real life. Just like real life. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Where did we land on teen character sheet? Was it version one or version two? Yours, I would say, are you more of a fighter or a flighter? I think maybe you're more of a fighter. So I would go with the one version two. Version two. Got it. Yeah. So maybe you you can both be 19. Is that cool? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Raul. Awesome. Nice. So now that you have chosen your tropes, um, you can fill that in on your little your little character sheets. I think you need to open up a new document for this next part, though. Oh. Because I don't see that it's really included. Rebellious. <laughs> yeah. So you've chosen a trope. You got you got all that on there. All right. How do I fill this out? 
Yeah, how many strengths do we get? Oh, mm-hmm. you get two. Okay. Sorry. Then we got to so pick up we, this little list here. Yeah, if we go down and scroll down to Appendix B, it says that you get two strengths, um, and you can choose from those there. And your flaws, you also get two flaws. And probably you'll want to choose those from your trope sheet. Oh, so we should probably just talk about how things work. So your characters are going to be strong at things. And so with the strengths, so you can see what what kind of advantages you get with the strengths. So the way that this game works is there's there are no like, I think there are technically like stats, but... That that just shows like how many dice you can roll. There are no stat changes. There are no levels. You don't level up. Um, there's there's not going to be any back and forth in terms of combat or anything because if any kind of combat happens, it's just going to be decided from the get go. If you're weak and you go into hand to hand combat with someone who's strong, you're going to get beat up. Like there's no amount of. I mean, it's just probably. I mean, it's probably going to happen. They could roll low and you could roll high, but. If that happens, then, you know, it won't be... You have one initial roll, and you can spend these points. They're called t- adversity tokens to try and help yourself out. But after that initial roll, there aren't going to be more rolls to see if you punch the person again or to see if you dodge their hit again. Like, the initial roll just decides the outcome, and then you narratively talk about how we get to that outcome. So, for example, if I decide to have hand-to-hand combat with Alex and I roll poorly, and he rolls high, I'm just going to get beat up. And that's just the way it's going to go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. So the strengths, um, you can see you you get different things with them, like heroic, you don't have to use the GM's permission to spend adversity tokens to ignore fears. Fears are the thing that we're going to get to later. You're going to talk about what your character is afraid of, and it's going to come up in the story, and you're going to have to face it. But there are no levels or back and forth combat. This is mostly just you roll one die to see if a bad thing or a good thing happens. And then we talk about how how it happens. All right. So, yeah. All right, everyone. uh, Have you chosen uh, your tropes based on the trope list? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So let's start with Rimmick. What trope did you decide to go for? Yes, I'm going to do the wannabe. Oh, nice. That's a good idea. Why did you choose wannabe? I think it's just... A very interesting prospect for Christine, starting at the Mm -hmm. bottom and really vying Mm -hmm. for the top dog. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. And um, for the wannabe, what strengths and flaws did you choose? Yeah, I've done intuitive, uh, skilled at charm for the strengths. Mm. And then for the flaws, envious and vain. Or sorry, uh, envious and deceitful. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. I think those are really good. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Alex, what did you choose for your trope? All right. So for my trope, I picked the popular kid. Mm, Nice. Why did you go for the popular kid? Because you told Told me to. I did tell you to. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you took my advice. And for the popular kid, uh, what what strengths and flaws did you choose? The strengths I chose were cool under pressure and skilled at fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. And my flaws are conceited and prim. Nice. Excellent. Those are very good strengths and flaws for Raul. We did it. We did it. And Ben, what did you choose? I went with the reclusive eccentric with like a little futzing, but not too much futz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so I chose for flaws, I chose secretive and gloomy. Mm. And for my um, strengths, I, I chose tough and unassuming. So uh, as an adult, I get a free skill dab, and I'm going to keep that secret. Ooh. I liked this, without revealing too much about my character, I liked this one mostly for the questions it asks you, which is, mm-hmm. uh, what drove you away from the world at large, and what do you miss about being out in the world? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm out and about here at the opera house, so you'll see me, but, like, I maybe am reclusive otherwise. And I don't talk to anyone when I'm there, so I like those things. I don't want to reveal too much, but just know those two questions are very Jermaine to my character, and I really spoke to me. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, on the question of questions, do the other two, do you want to answer these questions now? Why don't you answer them later? Answer them for yourselves. Mm-hmm. I want that to be a personal Do thing. we write them on this paper somewhere? It doesn't. I don't see a spot for them. Well, there's notes. Yeah, I guess put it under notes. Okay, so everyone has their name, their age. Oh, Ben doesn't... Ben, do you know how old your person is? 
I put three question marks there. <laughs> it's kind of a mystery. You're not sure how old this but They are definitely an adult. It's a mystery to you? <laughs> Who can say? But we're in the three digits, so that's promising. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I have three question marks. Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll say two question marks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm an adult. I'm definitely older than the other two people here, like considerably older. Um, but it's kind of, I want to say that my guy's... That his age, when you look at him, is kind of hard to pin down. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 That's fine with me. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you can later on, not here, not together, but just for yourselves, answer those questions and put them in the notes. Uh, that would be great. Let's, so, let's go ahead and, and move on to the other things that we need to talk about, which are the motivations, the fears, and the backpack. <gasps> All right. So motivations. Motivations are what drives your character. So what is something that you want in life in general at this moment in this space of time? What is something that that drives you? And the, there are some options or some some like examples here, like to find my son no matter what it costs me or to impress Tom so that he'll go out with me or to look cool or to learn or to not let others find out about that my business is failing. Ooh, mm-hmm. to not let my Ooh. children learn that I killed their father. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Mm. Um, it says the teens will often be motivated by social factors like fitting in or finding and maintaining a romantic relationship, and adults will be motivated by holding on to or protecting what they have. All ages can be motivated by something or someone that they've lost. Mm. Any anything like that. Well, I have the flaw of not knowing anything about my character. <laughs> So, so, okay. Alex, what I want you, uh, this might be a big ask of you. Ask me. I want you to think about, in your mind, try and imagine a guy who is a really good character. Like someone that would be interesting to see in a movie that's like a, a typical good guy. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> that was challenging. For <laughs> but, like, but like someone that people like, maybe. And not Luke Skywalker. He's my favorite boy. I love him. <laughs> Jinsy hates that character so much. <laughs> Wait, actually, I'm pretty sure you do too, don't you? I am indifferent. Uh, Luke okay. Skywalker, he's fine. I love him so much. A little whiny. Well, sure. Not not my favorite Star Wars person. Okay. Well, I mean, try and think of maybe not Luke uh, Luke Skywalker then. Maybe someone, maybe Luke Skywalker. I don't know. So, <laughs> so Skywalker if he were good, right? If he Luke were good Skywalker character. if he were good. All right. So I want to go to Tossie Station and I want to get some power converters. Things about your character, Alex. Your, your parents have died. They okay, were the, the count and the countess. Of Monte Cristo. And your older brother is now the count. He's like a party boy count, right? You're the V-Con. love sandwiches. And you love sandwiches. <laughs> I think that's a good character thing for you. It's a good motivation. So, so much of what you said so far is true of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> is Luke the Raul of Star Wars? <laughs> Wow. Luke is an orphan whose whose dad was a supreme lord of the universe. Yeah, and his his sister, his sibling, is a princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he loves sandwiches. <laughs> loves sandwiches. He does he does love sandwiches and that weird milk. He loves that shit. Yes. But for real, for real. Uh, okay, your your okay. character, his, he, his parents have died and left the, the countedness to your older brother. You're the younger brother. And I, I told you that he, when he was a, but a youth, spent some time in, in the north of France. A small child. With this really great girl named Christine and her father, mm-hmm. who's a musician. He's a violinist. and A violinist. So Raul has grown up in a, in a good life. And he has always had the good things, but he is not a bad person. He's not, I mean, he's got some flaws, obviously, which you have already told us about your flaws, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he is not evil or corrupt. He is not, I don't think that he should be a, a super flawed person. I think that in my mind, the thing that I want to keep about the character of Raul is that he loves Christine Mm -hmm. and he is a good person and he is kind of a protector. It sounds to me like uh, Raul here has spent the majority of his life being the second son, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, wealthy kid, not much is expected of him, but he's not like 
in charge of anything. His brother is up there being the count, mm-hmm. uh, eating all the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe he wants to, His maybe his motivation is to prove himself. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. To, to, be, to be worthy, to be valid. Mm. That's so valid. I like that a lot. So valid. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good motivation. Cool. Uh, do you have a fear, Alex? Yes. Dying in obscurity and defamation. Oh my god, that's amazing! Oh my god, that's, that's pretty the best good. One. Yeah, amazing. Um, what about you, Remick? What are your motivations and fears? I think for Christine, the motivation is—it's kind of a tangled mishmash of two things. But it's like trying to be close to her father through music, mm-hmm. and so that's become converted through like teenage existential. <laughs> process into like being someone at the opera perfect you can just yes <laughs> yeah. you can just have like two two-part motivation being close to your father through music and being someone in the opera house yeah it's like one a and one b <laughs> yeah that's good yeah and what about your fear i think like being alone Ooh, yeah like temporarily or just like in general um I like think if you're alone in a room by yourself, are you afraid of that? Or do you mean like you're afraid of, of people not supporting you and loving you? I think more so the second, like lack of mm-hmm. support or lack of mm-hmm. connection in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, like loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. And Ben, you, of course, have yours. They are secret, though. And they are secret. Because <laughs> you're a very secretive person. We'll talk later, Gen Z. Okay. Okay. About baseball? <laughs> yep, about baseball. Next up, we have a backpack. And this is so much, this is so cool, you guys. I love this. So, in this game, uh, there's a backpack mechanic, and the backpack is both literal and figurative. So, it's actual items and things that your character keeps on them at all times and does not want to be without, but it's also things at their disposal, like wealth and power and. Um, social status, which is kind of like power, or their support of someone in power, stuff like that. So things that they have that that can help them, that they keep with them at their disposal. I am just trying to imagine where Christine might actually keep things in her fanciful opera getups. <laughs> she, I mean, it's ninety two, so she probably has a nice backpack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like an actual backpack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's ninety two. Shit. I keep forgetting that part. So I probably don't have a rapier then. <laughs> I, if you want a rapier, hey. If you, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? France. I mean, I mean, y- the only difference is like you'll be the kid with a rapier. Like you'll have to. <laughs> it's kind of your well, whole identity I, at that I point. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the popular rich kid, so I probably have a rapier. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's just like you will be like it will be unusual, probably. Right? I don't know. Maybe not. You might have like a fencing foil. (laughs) Maybe France in the nineties was just—they were just swords everywhere. It might have been. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's your thing, Alex. You went to fencing classes, and so you just hold—you keep your rapier around with you. That was your fight school. Fight Fight school. Fight school. I have have rapier, and I have rapier wits. (laughs) Perfect. Love that. That's all I need in my backpack. Oh, and a and a Aquafina. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. To stay hydrated. Nice. Um, your backpack can also have like emotional baggage if you want to put some emotional baggage in your backpack. Really? <laughs> That's such. A, this is a wild mechanic, That's isn't so it? So good. wild. So good. So it says now it says the intangible resources in your backpack won't have a mechanical impact on the game, but they should give you places to turn if you need help in getting out of a problem or create tension if that resource is suddenly not available. So if you want to, but yeah, it does say, for example, Azra's backpack might indicate that her parents are exceptionally supportive and do everything that they can to give her the resources to see at school, but a Ada Wells' backpack, on the other hand, might indicate that she has this bad, oh, that he has a bad relationship with his parents, has given him a strong sense of self-reliance and the ability to do for himself. Ooh. So, like, if, you, if you've if you got some, like, past trauma that you have learned to heal from and, and grow from and you want to put that in your backpack. Interesting. Right. Isn't this such a cool, I, I'm excited to play this game. I think Existential this is a Existential backpack is such a good concept. 
Right. Love that. I also love on the fillable sheet how it is just literally on the backpack is so cute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Alex, yep. Raul has a rapier. What else does he have in his backpack? Raul has a rapier, rapier wit, an <laughs> huh? aquafina. Mm-hmm. A supportive older brother and a verbally abusive aunt. And how can you use the verbally abusive aunt to your advantage? Uh, that helps my wit. Okay, cool. That's good. That's a really good backpack. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, what about Christine's backpack? What does she have in there? I think something like a, what is it, a pitch whistle? Oh, yeah, a pitch whistle. <laughs> a pitch whistle. Yeah. Something like maybe lemon tea or like a hot drink. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> thermos maybe um mm-hmm. and then something like um grief maybe grief like her grief over her father gives her more of an advantage in like reading people or oh. sympathizing but possibly to, to use that to her advantage oh i like that i think that's really good i like that a lot yeah nice Awesome. Yeah. And Ben, I assume you want to keep your backpack a secret? <laughs> I can tell a couple things. Oh. Um, I got people have seen me pull out matches and cigars a lot mm. from my coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one has ever seen me pay for anything <gasps> with anything other than cash. Mm. I've only ever pulled out cash. I never pull out a credit card or anything. Mm. Got a lot of cash. A couple, and- but I do have a couple other things in there, but I'm not going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> cash is right. king. Awesome. For the relationships, we already really have these down. You, No one really knows anything about Ben's character. And there is a thing where we can like answer questions about him. But even then, I don't think that's necessary. We have established characters. The relationship between Christine and Raul is that they were really, 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 really close as children. And they have not talked to each other in 10 years. And they, they do not know each other at the start of this. Cool. Except through memory. They they are not currently connected. Mm-hmm. Yay! Uh-huh. Hooray! Well, I am so excited. I love all of your characters. And I'm really excited to get started with this next time. So we have created our world. We've created our characters. We've talked about the game some. That's all I have to do. Are there any questions? Uh, one quick question. Yes. How many items should we have in our backpack? Does it really matter? or I don't think it matters. So it, it, I guess it depends on how much space you got. So like Ben talked about pulling stuff out of his pockets and stuff. Maybe he doesn't have an actual backpack. But if you have an actual backpack, just like stuff, it will fit in your backpack. I do have a fanny pack. Just oh, that's right. Ben has a fanny pack. <laughs> I do not have a fanny pack. <laughs> oh. No, I refuse to no, get this character. Do you have like a briefcase a, or something? No. Or like a messenger no. bag? He's got, he's got a jacket. He's got a suit jacket and he pulls stuff out of that. He's got pockets, but otherwise. Okay. A fanny pack really would transport us back to the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this might be something you got to keep, Ben. I'm not. Ki- I am not giving this character a fanny pack. He, I will die before I do that. Okay. Okay. So, was there anything else that you wanted to put in your backpack? Well, I might just brainstorm it. Brainstorm a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you guys can you you can really think about what would a 19 year old want to have in her backpack in 1991. You can put some some Smackers lip balm in there if you want. <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> and maybe that'll come in handy one day. Maybe you just yeah. got to moisturize your lips for something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's really dry in the opera houses. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. So now that we have completed our character creation and uh, looked at the world building, the world that we have lived in, I do not have anything else to talk about as far as this rookie camp is concerned. So on our next episode, which is going to come out in two weeks from now, whenever that is, I don't know when this is going to come out, but it's going to come out from two weeks from now. Uh, we have a Discord if you want to get in there. Yes. Uh, you can find that in the episode description and in a, on most of our social media platforms. Um, and we also have a Patreon. We won't talk too much about that, but we got some cool stuff on there. Uh, we got behind the scenes stuff and we got we got uh, uh, randos, which are just like things that we record just for patrons that aren't really related to the show, aside from them being us. Uh, sometimes they are. And bloops. And bloops, yeah. Rem, you want to tell us... Uh, you want to tell us one more time where we can find you outside of here? I'm Rem of the Realm on Twitter and most social media. Uh, and I'm also with the Forgotten Troop. So we're at Forgotten Troop on Twitter as well. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Please go and support Rem, everyone. Were we calling her Rem? Is that a thing we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I, either is fine. Remick or Rem is good for me. I did not mean to force a nickname. 
<laughs> no, no. I <laughs> it is my Twitter handle is Rem as well, so that's totally I just, fine. <laughs> I just call every yeah, I just call everyone by their Twitter name. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Remick. I think everyone should go and support her. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye kisses. Bye.